What is the difference between strategy and strategic planning? And why is it so important for businesses and organizations to plan? Well, maybe the answer is, if you don't plan and you don't have a strategy, how do you know where you're going? You're listening to Financial Sense, Arizona's financial podcast that answers your real questions about money in your business and in your life. Recorded at and brought to you by National Bank of Arizona, the only bank you need. Hello, I'm your host, Brent Cannon. I'm the Director of Community Banking here at National Bank of Arizona. Thank you so much for joining us today. On this episode of Financial Sense, we have a special guest with us today, Dr. Carol Poor. Uh, Dr. Poor is president of Poor & Associates, Strategic Planning, and author of Strategic Impact, a leader's three-step framework for the customized vital strategic plan. Carol, welcome. Thank you, Brent. It is great to be here. And I've got to say, I'm a very proud customer and have been to many of your programs and events. So can't say enough nice things about all of the team and the support from National Bank of Arizona. So Carol, on this podcast, we like to give people insights that they could only get from having a friend in the business. And and so with that, I, I think it's great. It's a great place to start off with you telling the listeners a little bit about your background and also uh, what was your inspiration for writing The Strategic Impact? Well, thank you. And um, I am a native Phoenician, grew up in Arizona, love Arizona. My background includes the media for a few years. And then I moved into Salt River Project, a company that most Arizonans know very well. And it's a water power company. And I spent almost 20 years there um, in a variety of positions from the public affairs, communications department and leadership roles to strategic planning for about seven years, helping to bring the management team together in different departments. And then um, was tapped to become a CEO of a healthcare organization, a nonprofit healthcare, Southwest Center for HIV and AIDS. Never had wow. been in the healthcare business, so to speak, had been on many different nonprofit boards and even another bank board. In 2013, I started my own strategic planning business, did a little interim CEO work for a while, but um, I focus on strategic planning, and I'm also a faculty member at Arizona State University in the School of Public Affairs, teaching leadership and teaching uh, uh, public policy and community development. So it's been a really rewarding career, and I put every bit of my background together to, uh, to help clients and do what I do now. So that was that is, I guess, in part or in total, the inspiration for Strategic Impact. It is. And the reason I wrote this book was, first of all, I have facilitated, I've developed strategic planning programs and facilitated um, these experiences that bring people together that didn't think they were going to have a very meaningful experience. And with some of the external panels that I've been able to bring in, some of the conversations about looking externally first, and then turning it into what's going on in our company, where should we be heading? Some of those experiences have been very meaningful to my participants and to the organizations. But the other reason is strategic planning has had a bad rap right. for being foggy and mysterious and not leading to anything except being a shelf ornament. And so I really wanted to turn that around. 
thank you so much for sharing your background, uh, truly a diverse background and certainly one full of experience and clearly uh, lots of inspiration for, for the strategic impact. So, uh, which we are all grateful for. And, uh, and the book I think is going to be uh, just an incredible asset for, for so many business and different organizations. By the way, this is, this is what it looks like for the viewers here, strategic impact. It's available online um, at booksellers everywhere, local as well as online with Amazon and other booksellers. So let's kind of delve into to some specifics here uh, for the listeners. How do you define strategic planning and what, what, how would you kind of explain the difference between strategic planning and strategy? Well, Brent, in my book, I do cover some of the traditional scholarly definitions, such as a disciplined effort to produce decisions and actions that shape and guide what an organization is, what it does, and why it does it. But strategic planning really isn't a process. It's a management process that envisions a future, and it develops current and new programs and strategies to achieve that future. And in the book, I define a vital, that means it's life-changing for the participants and it's life-giving to the organization. So this idea of vital strategic plan as being a combination of three frameworks. First, it's the strategic planning workshop. Um, and whether it's one day or several days, or if it's a large company over a period of months and having various strategic planning meetings, but I call that the shared experience. Then the written strategic plan, and I call that the shared story. Mm. And in my book, I talk about not just a written strategic plan, but making it come alive with lots of visuals and then digitizing it, the potential of digitizing it and communicating it in a number of different ways that weren't even thought of and weren't even done a few years ago. Right. And then third, the third framework is a system for tracking the strategic plan goals, the strategic goals, and then communicating the results. I call that the shared outcomes. So that's the three frameworks for the vital strategic plan. And to answer your question, how does a strategic plan differ from strategy itself? The strategic plan is the plan that envisions the future, develops strategic goals, and most of the time that'll be a three-year time horizon. But strategic planning is all about goals for the future and what are we going to get done this year. Strategy, on the other hand, is a set of choices choices that give a competitive advantage to an organization and that position the organization in the marketplace that really delivers differentiated market value, added value. You know, uh, Carol, I, I was thinking about this question and uh, one of the ways I like to think about it is uh, strategy for, for, for me talks about how, how we're going to get there. Strategic planning uh, encompasses really the why and who we are and who we want to be, right? So you have, so the strategic planning is the entire process, but nobody really takes the time too often, unfortunately, uh, to, to go through a process and have a framework that is, yes, customizable, but applies a discipline to it that, you know, there's, that it's consistent. Well, thank you. And absolutely. And you said a key word that's in the subtitle, and that is the idea of customizing its strategic plan. I do not believe that a strategic planning 
program could ever be templatized. That's because each organization has its different dynamics, its nuances. And what is, there's nothing more frustrating than a consultant that will come in and try to apply a large corporate strategic planning process to a small business. And so the idea of customizing the process is so critical. I I want to move on now to to this concept of, you know, small businesses and and nonprofits. They look a lot alike. When you get a small business and nonprofit, you, you know, at the beginning of the year, a small business doesn't have, oh, well, we have a hundred thousand in the budget for strategic planning. (laughs) Right. Right. And, and, and nonprofits certainly have that issue. I mean, they're trying to fund whatever their mission is just day to day. Um, I'd like you to talk about that and and really specifically how your book uh, can be applied and kind of your thoughts on that. I mean, you know, when is too small, too small, or is too small ever too small? That's a great question, Brent. Um, In the book, I have an outline that is, and it's not a template, you have to do it this way, but it is a framework for um, a very vibrant, strategic planning workshop and process. And then each part, I have tools of how to for the workshop, the written plan, how to structure a written plan, as well as ideas for the measurement. But um, if it's a small nonprofit, small business, the idea of getting the leadership team and the board together for a meaningful day, day and a half or two days and having a program that where they can understand what, again, what's happening on the outside, what are some of the key trends? And I found that these external panels uh, or guest speaker, keynote speaker to kick things off is a great way for the group to sit back, listen to someone else, tell them some things that maybe they need to hear, and then start to really dive into what does this mean for us? But the idea is that you can have your own board of directors and key management team um, be assigned for looking at competitors or looking at best practices and have that group bring back information that's part of um, the workshop, the discovery, the shared discovery process. A good facilitator will guide and direct the process, but certainly um, the people that are involved need to be part of a very focused discovery process that culminates in um, talking about four key pillars. And we can talk about those in just a minute, but all organizations have four key pillars, no matter what the organization is. When you start to brainstorm, these ideas will fall into one of four buckets. First, programs, products, or services. All organizations have some type of program, product, or service. Second is financial health. All organizations have to be worried about how they're going to keep the door open, right? Right. We know that as small business owners, uh, where is the revenue coming from? Or if it's a nonprofit, you know, what, what are the revenue streams? Third will be the operational effectiveness. Our internal operations like billing, human resources, those things that happen behind the scenes that allow us to be efficient. And then finally, external outreach, communication, branding, marketing, outreach. Those four pillars hold up an organization. And if any of those four pillars are weak, then the, the, the organization will be off balance or might just fall over. So um, the strategic goals are focused on those four pillars. And then from the 
the three-year, I say three-year because most organizations, three years is a pretty good strategic time horizon. Those three-year goals for each of those four pillars get broken down into what will we be doing this year toward that strategic goal. So, but those are the four pillars. So, so once a company's had the, you know, gone through the, the, the strategic planning meeting and have cut and have written a plan. And I know that's a quantum leap. We're making a quantum leap for time's sake, but uh, how does a company avoid, how do, how do they avoid having that plan become, I think I've heard you talk about it becoming a doorstop or, <laughs> you know, they get hung on the wall with, with, uh, with quotes or, or, or <laughs> nouns. How do you avoid, how, how does a company avoid that? Right, right. Or become obsolete. Right. Uh, it's just right. never talked about again. We went through right. the motions, everybody. We have a strategic plan, but now no one follows up. Right. The first step is to take those strategic goals and put them into um, a grid, a measurement grid, uh, a tracking grid or a dashboard. I, I like to call them dashboards. And I love the red, green, yellow, where you are checking certain boxes on a quarterly basis, at least to see if if it's green going forward as planned, yellow in progress or red stalled. And sometimes red doesn't mean it's bad. Red might mean we haven't gotten to it yet. It's not the quarter to start working on it. But obviously if you have red and every quarter for three years, it's not, you know, something's not happening and it needs to be addressed by the management team or if it's not a priority anymore, then taken off. But, but the key here is to get a tracking system that is simple especially for small businesses, is meaningful and you can rally your key uh, leadership team around it at least once a month. It keeps organizations and, 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 and specifically um, all of us leaders kind of on pace and you know going in the right direction, rowing in the same direction. While I do appreciate we're in a time and day right now where we have to pivot, the famous word pivot, and, and be able to be flexible to go in new directions with all of the innovation that's happening. On the other side of it, we can't be pivoting all the time. Otherwise, there's no sustainability around right. the decision. Here's how I would develop a strategic plan. I get a handful of trusted colleagues, mm. successful business people. If you don't have your own board of directors, create your own little circle, your uh, executive circle, and have everyone take a look at um, competing organizations that are out there doing what you're doing as an organization and have a, a round table or a coffee, have them come and note these things. What are some of the trends out there in your particular industry? Who are the competitors? Um, and, and then begin to, um, you know, brainstorm where in the next three years, do I want to see my business and what would it take to become successful and have the group brainstorm um, and then begin to, to funnel those ideas into the four pillars and then begin to look at those ideas and shape goals for the pillars. Those are some great things that any business person could do. And it won't take weeks and weeks. It might take a week right. just to go through that process and make it real, make it, make it doable. So Carol, what are some quick tips on implementing your strategy into your online presence? And are there any must-have tools when communicating to customers? So there are so many ways you can digitize and bring your strategic plan to life. And I'm not talking about airing all of your dirty laundry and all of the competitive intelligence and the right. secrets, right? right? In the old days, 
strategic plans were documents that were supposed to be these top secret documents. Well, anymore, uh, people want to know what they're aligning with. And right. with all of us working remotely, right, they, people need to have something that they can really read and absorb. And so this idea of putting your plan out on the website and maybe internally on your intranet and really bringing it to life through um, visual examples is one of the new techniques that I'm seeing these days. Ah, that's really, really interesting. You know, the old days of hiding everything and, and, and only, you know, basically putting your product and maybe price <laughs> uh, or, or what, your, what your service was, those days are gone. And, and I think, you, you know, the other word, sustainable, um, you know, we're all looking to build sustainable organizations and sustainable is a loaded word. It, you know, it can mean, well, we're here in 30 years. Yeah, but it also means that we've grown. It also means that hopefully we've contributed to, you know, to society as a whole, that we haven't just grown revenues. You know, the old days of only paying, paying attention to the bottom line are gone. Um, that's the other important aspect to, to, to your book and to, I think, the importance of strategic planning as well. So in addition to the book, um, kind of wrapping up here, what, uh, what are some of the, the services or resources from you and your company that some of our listeners could, could, could uh, use uh, and could p- potentially reach out to you for? Well, thank you for asking. Um, first and foremost, I am a consultant that helps organizations of all sizes um, plan a program to gather the, 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 the team and to get the strategic plan done. And then the, the structure a measurement system and help with follow-up if needed, but certainly structuring the program and facilitating the program. I can also do that virtually or help teach a team how to do it. So if I'm not hired to come in as a consultant, I can help an organization learn how to do their own strategic planning because I can't be everywhere. Right. Right. And then I do have some workshops on my website that I will continuously update and refine. But I have a set of workshops that are out there for less than a couple hundred dollars. People can watch all of them and they'll be able to see how they can do this themselves. So those are just a few of the ways I can help uh, small businesses, nonprofits, trade associations and larger organizations as well. Oh, that's wonderful, Carol. Uh, Just just would you share your web uh, your website for the listeners? Yes, thank you. It is uh, carolpoor.com. Well, uh, Carol, I want to thank you so much for spending your time with us today at Financial Sense. I think uh, the listeners really had a chance to hear from you and, and, and I think learn a tremendous amount. Uh, you know, one of the things that, that I hear so, so many times when I, when I talk about strategic planning, and, and not only in small organizations, in large organizations, is, you know, it, it, it's too hard and too time consuming, and it's too expensive. Well, I think your book, and I'm going to show it again, Strategic Impact, and a leader's three-step framework for the customized vital strategic plan provides uh, a great solution and, and uh, solves those two big problems when you think of strategic planning. Um, Carol, thank you so much for joining us today. It was a real pleasure. Thank you, Brent. Great to talk with you. Great conversation. So I hope you enjoyed today's uh, discussion with uh, Dr. Carol Poor. Please check out more episodes on your favorite podcasting platform uh, or feel free to watch us on YouTube. All price references and market forecasts correspond to the date of this recording. 
podcast should not be copied, distributed, published, or reproduced in whole or in part. The information contained in this podcast does not constitute research or recommendation from any Zions Bank Corporation NA entity to the listener. Neither Zions Bank Corporation NA nor any of its affiliates makes any representation or warranty as to the accuracy or completeness of the statements or any information contained in this podcast and any liability, therefore, including in respect of direct, indirect, or consequential loss or damage is expressly disclaimed. The views expressed in this podcast are not necessarily those of Zions Bank Corporation N.A., and Zions Bank Corporation N.A. is not providing any financial, economic, legal, accounting, or tax advice or recommendations in this podcast. In addition, the receipt of this podcast by any listener is not to be taken as constituting the giving advice, investment, or otherwise by Zions Bank Corporation N.A. to that listener, nor to constitute such person a client of any Zions Bank Corporation N.A. entity. Copyright reserved by Zions Bank Corporation N.A. National Make of Arizona, a division of Zions Bank Corporation N.A. member FDIC.